Welcome to Sophos Security Chat Chat, episode 164 for the 10th of September, 2014. I'm Chester Wisniewski here with Paul Ducklin. Hello, Chester, from a harvest moon. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, so, it's so bright in the evening. I'm hoping since I'm here in sunny Los Angeles this week that uh, the skies remain clear this evening here and I have the opportunity to, uh, to take a gander at the big moon myself. Not only is it full moon, Chester, it's Patch Tuesday, isn't it? Once again. Yeah, and um, fortunately, as often is the case in the summertime, it's uh, it's a wee one. Uh, only four actual updates from Microsoft, although the first one, which is probably the most important one, uh, the Internet Explorer fix, is quite a big one though, isn't it? Yes, there are 36 privately disclosed holes, including remote code execution. Uh, it covers everything from IE6 to IE11. It covers Intel and ARM, 32 and 64-bit, reboot required the usual story. So there's something in there for everybody using Windows. And there is one publicly disclosed vulnerability, uh, which is not an RCE. It's actually an information disclosure. And it's rather interesting. It lets you give IE a file name and IE will leak to you whether that file exists or not. You can actually get quite a lot out of learning which files are there and which aren't. So you could learn what antivirus the person has got installed. You might be able to guess what ISP they use, what device drivers they have. And it's amazing what that single bit of information, it is a one-bit leak, does this file exist or not, how that could actually help an attacker. Yeah, there, there was another one too that was concerning to me that I saw related to uh, some elevation of privilege related to the, the uh, task scheduler, which is generally something most users have access to in Windows. So that's worth making sure gets gets patched on your systems as well. Was there any other interesting fixes? Uh, well, there are some denial of service problems. One in Link Server. So if you don't use Link Server, you don't have to worry about that. And of course, Windows Update won't fetch an update you don't need. And there's one that's kind of interesting, but it might be more alarming than you think at first, because the title just details where the vulnerability is, as is Microsoft's habit. And it says, vulnerability in .NET Framework. Now, lots of people have that installed, but in fact, it turns out that this particular vulnerability only applies if you're using IIS and you have ASP.NET enabled, which is not on by default. Right. And now, you know, most people do have .NET installed, but like all the other patches, rather than hyper-scrutinize that maybe this one's not worthy and this other one is worthy, I think our advice still stands to just apply all four of them and be done with it and know that you've got the latest and greatest. Yes, and I think that you, if you were alarmed by the blue screen of death last month and you're in that fearful mode, you probably don't need to worry so much this month. There are only four fixes. There's nothing that's deep inside the kernel, like where the problem happened last month. If you didn't have a problem last month, then you almost certainly aren't going to have a problem this month. So being fearful because of what might have happened to other people is probably just going to leave you in harm's way because it will leave you with those 37 vulnerabilities in IE for a start. Of course, we need to remember, too, that uh, Adobe has synchronized with Microsoft on Patch Tuesdays. So uh, in addition to a Harvest Moon and Microsoft fixes, we also get some Flash fixes. Uh, without lots of detail, Adobe's basically disclosed that uh, there's some RCEs in Flash. Surprise, surprise. So make sure you get the Flash updates for your appropriate operating system. This does apply to Windows, Mac, and Linux, does it not? 
It does indeed. Adobe isn't saying whether this is publicly disclosed holes, privately disclosed holes or what, but there is at least one remote code execution in there because they've given this their critical level one, which means please don't delay. This is very, very important. And 12 CVEs fixed. So on top of all that, uh, of course, today was the day that Apple chose to announce uh, you know, the, the big product launch as they do. In this go-round, it looks like it's uh, the announcement of the iWatch and the new Apple Pay platform. And of course, anytime we talk about payment processing, uh, my ears kind of perk up a little bit. We obviously don't know a lot of detail yet as to precisely how Apple's going to do it, but it looks like it's going to utilize uh, NFC or near-field communications similar to the way Android devices have tried to kick off things like Google Wallet. You know, is this is this a big extension for Apple to become a payment processor? I mean, clearly they've got millions of cards already doing all the iTunes and App Store transactions that people are uh, currently using through through Apple's products, right? Yes, I think when we were chatting about this a little earlier, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, the real big difference here is in the past, it would have been the App Store and iTunes. And it might be pretty obvious because you'd probably have a good recollection of what you'd bought in those areas. And so the anomalies would stand out. But if you're buying stuff all over town, you know, some groceries here, a coffee there, then suddenly keeping track of what you're buying through your Apple ID is very different from what it was before. So you're going to need to be really careful with that Apple ID. And bear in mind that it's no longer merely your selfies, your contact data, your calendar information, and your App Store and iTunes purchases. It could be a lot more. Yeah, and I've had this thing actually happen with me with uh, Amazon Payments and Google Wallet, where I've chosen that as a payment method on a website. And then a month later, I get my bill and it says Google Wallet star star ASJ. And you're like, hmm, $25 ASJ. What was that? It's plausible I bought something on the internet and chose Google Wallet rather than disclose my credit card to another company. Uh, I think that's the real benefit here for consumers is arguably if you trust Apple and you keep your Apple ID secure, you're sharing your credit card details with fewer entities along the way, I guess, arguably, right? Like that's the reason I choose sometimes to use Amazon or Google online as a payment method because I figure, well, Google's already got my card number at least they're not sharing my card number with a third party. That third party may not take good care of it. There is a cool part of the story, Chester. Apparently, you'll be able to use PayPal as one of the payment mechanisms that you authorize Apple to do on your behalf. And apparently, you'll be able to pay into PayPal using Bitcoin. Uh, aficionados of PayPal and Bitcoin are saying, great, I can spend my Bitcoins through my Apple Pay. How cool is that? No comment. <laughs> um, I can't imagine a, a more confusing thing to, than to have my money laundered by eBay and Apple all in one go. I'll, I'll leave that for the, uh, what did you call them? The aficionados. So in addition to the product announcements, uh, Tim Cook last week also commented on the situation uh, with the stolen photos of which some of them seem to have come from the iCloud service saying that Apple will now notify people after their information's been stolen and restored to a device that's not theirs. I'm not, I guess I want to know that somebody stole my stuff, but if you know, why didn't you tell me before they took it? 
Yes, I was rather hoping when I saw that story break. Oh, great. Maybe they are going to push their two-step verification onto iCloud as well, or at least let you opt in. But it is as seems to be, as you say, that the great new security feature for iCloud is that if the horse bolts, Apple will leave the stable door open. They won't even close it after the horse has bolted, but they will phone you up and tell you that the horse is missing. As I wrote on Naked Security, finding out that you've had a security problem promptly is better than not knowing at all. Um, provided you don't do a target and uh, ignore the warning. But it seems that the thing that they really want to do is make it harder for a crook to actually restore all your private data to a new device without you realizing it. Since Apple already has the two-step verification infrastructure in place, they now support something like 59 different countries to receive your magic SMS code why not at least let you choose to protect your iCloud data with it? That's exactly what two-step verification is for. It would certainly seem so, but that's not been the application so far. We'll see if they change their mind. Uh, If you want to help them change their mind, we do have a poll on Naked Security. Just go there and in the search bar, put in iCloud poll, and you can go in and vote. Do you agree with us that Apple should make two-step verification apply to iCloud? Or not. Now, on the continuing theme of payment card information, uh, unfortunately, another major retailer has succumbed to what appears to be uh, some sort of malware stealing credit cards. In this case, it was uh, Home Depot, a very large North American uh, operation that sells home improvement goods. And it's not really clear what the extent of it is yet. We don't know if we're talking about millions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions of of cards or victims, um, the, the story is still unfolding, but we do know that you are potentially at risk if you shopped at Home Depot. We don't even really know the timeline, do we? All, all we really know in this case is just uh, there's some bad things happened, cards were stolen, and I guess if you're a customer of Home Depot, watch your statements. Absolutely. Those of a pessimistic bent are saying, gosh, this could be worse than Target. The reasons being that where Target's busy retail season is Thanksgiving to Christmas, Home Depot's home improvement or DIY season is the US summer. Uh, so it's been their busy time. Uh, home Depot actually has more stores than Target. And it looks as though the breach has been going on for three to six months, which is significantly longer than at Target. All we really know for people who've bought stuff from Home Depot recently is that. If you bought at a Home Depot store in Mexico, you're okay, because it seems that that part of the operation was not affected. And if you bought online, which always in the old days was the the thing people were most afraid of compared to going into a shop, then you're okay. And that's what's saying to me, yeah, it does really sound like point of sale cash register malware. Oh, by the way, they are saying that if you use the debit card, which my understanding in the US, even though you swipe the card, you have to type in your PIN the PIN will not have been disclosed. And what that's suggesting to me is that if there was malware involved, it was on the cash registers and there was no compromise of the actual payment devices. Because although the card data goes into the cash register unencrypted for old school reasons, the PIN is dealt with in a cryptographically sounder way and never actually goes into the network in an unencrypted form. So that's the silver lining. 
that's good news, I guess, in that uh, the, the, the breach could have been worse. But uh, I know as a Home Depot customer myself, I'll be keeping a close eye on my credit card statements for a while just to be sure that uh, nobody has run off with my details. I, I imagine similar to Target, they'll be working with the banks to reissue known compromised cards. That's something certainly seemed to occur during the Target breach. Uh, as a consumer, I think it's always your responsibility to watch out for fraudulent charges. And beyond that, there's uh, little else you can do. The, the only other thing that Home Depot seem to be sure of at the moment is that before April, things were okay. If you're a customer of theirs, you can get free credit monitoring if you bought something through one of their stores in the US or Canada from April onwards. So they're not saying that the breach actually started from the 1st of April um, and went until the beginning of September, but it certainly looks like those are the brackets that we have to work with. So as we already mentioned, potentially a lot longer than the breach that happened at Target, which, as we know, netted 40 million credit cards in three weeks. Now, in the last bit of news, turns out that Google's been uh, playing some tricks on people running out-of-date web browsers. And if you've got an old one laying around, uh, it might be worth going to Google.com, and you could be in for a surprise. Yes. <laughs> it's quite amusing that it seems that what Google are doing is if you've got an old browser, you know, you'll still get their new search engine and the new features, but you get the look that their homepage had at the time that your browser was current. I, I went and got Camino, if you remember Camino. You oh, yeah. can still download it, although it's discontinued. And I thought, oh, it looks exactly the same. But on closer inspection, I realized I was in a bit of a five-year time warp. And, you know, Google was having a bit of fun saying, hey, if you notice that our homepage is out of date, and you want to complain about it, hey, Google, get with it, then really it's you who need to get with it because you're still using Safari 5 or Opera 12, you know, from years and years and years ago. So did they replace the I'm feeling lucky button with a button that takes you to the Chrome 38 download page? <laughs> what happens if Chrome wasn't released at the time the browser you're using was current? I guess then you can't download Chrome at all. <laughs> No, understanding is it's just that main page, but it is, a, it is an amusing, well, if any irony can be truly amusing, that there are users who noticed this immediately and were aghast that things were out of date, but didn't seem to see the risk that they were still using a browser that was superseded several years ago. Yeah, it is, it is strange how people think, but um, that's one of the things I, I like about Firefox is I don't even think about versions anymore. I, if there's a new one, it just next time I restart it, it just apparently happens. Like, I don't really notice, and, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, that concludes this week's Self Security Chat Chat. As always, for the latest security news, please visit nakedsecurity.sophos.com. You can get our podcasts at podcasts.sophos.com or via RSS on iTunes or TuneIn and over at soundcloud.com slash And until next time, stay secure.